0: Pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover. Um...
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's, main, <laughs> it's, it's mainly you, Betty Glover. So I need to hold my hands up here. Hello everyone, it's team principal Greg James here. Um few things i'm learning as we go along being a team principal is tricky a lot of plates to spin and the let me just say this the hr department have been found wanting this week dealing with leave (laughs) requests i may or may not have forgotten that christian was on holiday this week when i arranged to do this podcast however i am resourceful Mm. this podcast celebrates and gives platforms to not only the Formula One drivers, to have a go at hosting a podcast, but also to talk to some Formula One fans and listeners and use that community of amazing people. Are you seeing where this might be going? I think so. Yeah, there was a suggestion a few weeks ago from one of the people on the F1 phone-in that they could be one of our reserve drivers and get a chance to host. And I thought, oh my God, well, why don't we just, why don't we do it? Uh,
1: Greg, Greg, also, somebody is uh, watching Harry Styles as well. That That's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's Christian's not- on
0: holiday and the team principal does need to take his niece to go and see Harry Styles at Wembley <laughs> Stadium and needs to leave quite soon. That is besides mm-hmm. the point. I'm not necessarily needed on every recording. However, <laughs> <laughs> we will be joined by someone who was on a podcast recently, who gets their big break as Betty Glover's co-host on today's Fast and the Curious. So we'll catch up with Gemma in just a bit. Also, we've arranged to go live and direct to actual Canada for a preview of this week's race. Look, that's that's not bad, is it? That's not bad.
1: Do you know what, Greg? I think you've kind of dug yourself out of a hole because I think this is going to be really exciting. We've also got a massive announcement later that I'm going to do, seeing as you and Christian aren't here. So I'm just going to own it because you
0: can't stop me really, can you? You, you absolutely should announce all of that. I, I'm pleased that it's finally out in the open because there have been a lot of emails about it. <laughs> and uh, No,
1: you love it really, don't you? It's all going on. I
0: do love it. I do love it. But there's, I think people as a rule send too many emails as a general rule. But it will be worth it.
1: Greg, quick one before you go. Mm. Two questions. One, what are your predictions for the Canadian Grand Prix? And two, what are you wearing to Harry
0: Styles? (laughs) I left that down to my niece. She's actually not that bothered about costumes and things. She's on the cusp of being really, really sweet and like, oh my God, Uncle Greg, this is so cool. We're going to go and see Harry Styles. And then there's just a little hint of, oh God, it's so embarrassing. Oh my God, just don't even stand near me. So I think either (laughs) she would... She might come with all these feather boas and stuff, or she might just want to not be anywhere near me. But I'm just going to wear normal team principal attire. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to go dress as Toto Wolf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please do. That would be brilliant. That would be brilliant.
0: (laughs) Um, And the Canadian Grand Prix. Well, I don't really know what I'm talking about with the Canadian Grand Prix and uh, don't really have a prediction other than Fernando Alonso will get a podium. (laughs) But what I do want to talk about or discuss... Is Gary the groundhog? Talk to me about Gary. Well, maybe you can talk to Anne, our listener, who's in in Canada, Anne Anada. Anada. <laughs> in a Please, please call her Anada. About Gary the groundhog, who seems to pop up on the circuit every single year and sort of plays chicken with the cars. So far, he's successful, but Gary's luck will run out at some point, and it will be explosive.
1: I'll ask Anne. I'm going to ask Anne if she's spotted him so far. Anadon. Anada? What is it? Can. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You need to go. I
0: do need to go. That is, I think I've, I think, let me just check. Yep, I just peaked. Off
1: you go. Enjoy Harry Styles.
0: And by the way, I just want to say, I'm very excited to hear how you and Gemma co-host together. This is a unique moment for a podcast, I imagine. It's like getting a bloody listener to host it. You wouldn't get that on the rest is politics.
1: She doesn't know what she's getting herself in for. Okay, take two. Greg has gone to see Harry Styles. So this... Is the Fast and the Curious podcast with me, Betty Glover, and me, Gemma Retchell. Gemma, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. Honestly, um, how do you how do you feel? Have you ever co-hosted a podcast before?
2: Never. You know, listen to lots, but never co-hosted or hosted in any matter. In fact, so no. It's really interesting, actually. I'm really
1: excited about it. For those that don't know, talk to us a little bit about you. What's your F1 sort of expertise, Gemma? So I'd say um, I have been
2: honestly a full on F1 fan since the drive to survive days like a lot of people i think i think that gave me a lot of context behind what goes on behind the scenes and um, but before that i followed it with the help of my dad from when i was pretty little you know i stay kind of in tune with social media as well which is part of my job day to day so i i kind of come across a lot of news and bits and bobs on there too so The pop culture, I'd say, of F1 as well is probably my expertise and the gossip outside of the race in
1: hand as well. That's what we like, the pop culture and all the gossip. Let's put your F1 credentials to the test then. Yeah. Can you uh, do a Toto Wolff impression? Oh, God, here we go. Oh, my God, please, Gemma. I got it printed out. (laughs) That is good. That's giving Greg a run for his money. That is giving Greg a run for his money. (laughs) I love that. As we've mentioned, it's the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. Are you excited, Gemma? And what are you expecting?
2: I am excited, yeah. Really excited. I think it's home to some of the most exciting races that there have been. And the setting is so beautiful. Like, just watching it and seeing everything around it, it's really nice.
1: If you listen to The Fast and Curious, you'll know that me and Greg James are all for a beautiful setting. That is literally what gets us going. Hopefully, as well, we won't have any excursions into that wall. This wall, the Wall of Champions, for those that don't know Gemma, it loves to ruin world champions, doesn't it?
2: It does, and it's rightly named after some champions. Um, So Schumacher's been into the wall, Vettel's been into the wall, Damon Hill's been into the wall, amongst a few others as well. But really, really, fingers crossed that Max doesn't end up in that wall, because I think they'll do really well at the race. I think it suits the car quite nicely. I'd love to see Alonso up there, and I'd love to see
1: Lewis Hamilton up there as well. Mercedes did very well in Barcelona. Um, Very impressive with their first double podium of the season. They've got their new side pods. Do you kind of think that it comes down to the Canadian Grand Prix to sort of back that up? Yeah, I think
2: so. I think everyone was saying, weren't they, that it's really hard to tell from that Spanish Grand Prix exactly how the improvements and the upgrades will kind of come to fruition moving through the rest of the season. So I think we'll have a much more clear idea of what the rest of the season looks like off the back of that Canadian Grand Prix as well.
1: Fernando Alonso absolutely oozing confidence after Barcelona basically saying, this is the last time that we are not going to be on the podium. Quite a big thing to say.
2: I'd love to see him back on the podium. I think that's obviously a pretty bold statement, isn't it? But I do love the confidence and I'd love to see that be the case. I think they do stand a really good chance, maybe not against Red Bull just yet. And obviously it's Lance's home race this weekend too, isn't it? So I'm sure he would love to be up there too. But I think I think we'll be able to tell off the back of the Canadian Grand Prix for sure. Ooh,
1: Greg thinks Alonso's going to win it. Does he? Do you think that's bold? Maybe. Mm.
2: Something's got to happen to the Red Bull for that to happen, hasn't it? Realistically.
1: So that's the Canadian Grand Prix, done and dusted. Is there anything we've missed? I don't think so. What other gossip do you have for us? Because you say you're the gossip queen, <laughs> you're across everything. What have you seen? What do I need to know? So
2: this year's Le Mans 24-hour race happened.
1: I think off the top of my head, there's 62 teams that
2: enter.
1: I just, the whole thing about Le Mans, like, absolutely baffles me. So, like, you've, it's basically a ridiculous endurance event where these teams are racing for 24 hours. I mean, you must be knackered. They must be so
2: tired. I don't know how they'd concentrate, honestly. Ferrari actually won it this time and Charles didn't even rule it out as racing in it in the future. He went to the race, um, thoroughly
1: enjoyed it from what I saw in socials. Hold on a second, right. Charles Leclerc is saying that he wouldn't rule it out in the future. Yeah. Interesting because things aren't <laughs> going particularly uh, amazing for him in uh, everyone this season are they? I mean I wouldn't put it past
2: him would you bless him. This year we actually had Jensen Button racing a NASCAR 2 and he finished position 39.
1: If anybody listened to kind of our first episode of The Fast and the Curious when we were at Silverstone we spoke to Jensen Button and uh, he told us he was going to take part in this so Did he do well? I know you said he finished 39th. I mean, is that good? Yeah, I I mean, it's about halfway, isn't it? Um, (laughs) But I think
2: think as well, all I've seen is just how much he thoroughly enjoyed it. I think they thought it was a massive boo-boo realistically entering the NASCAR into that race. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they did well considering, definitely.
1: No, I mean, I'd be absolutely terrible, but we all know that. What other news have you got for us, Gemma?
2: So there's some big news um, that's just come in from the F1 Academy world. They've actually launched their Discover Your Drive initiative, which I think is going to be really important. They want to offer girls and young women the opportunity to take part in entry level programs and professional schemes. Um, to increase and enhance the female participation in the sport.
1: If you don't know, the F1 Academy is an all-women series launched by Formula One this year, so it kind of started in April. But I think it's becoming really obvious that they're using it really to help basically develop these female drivers. It's more about giving them that access to the track time, to racing, to testing, giving them that support with technical, physical and mental preparations, which I really think is... Something to highlight that the F1 Academy is doing really well. It's giving these women a platform to be able to provide that progression to Formula 3, Formula 2 and also even Formula 1 so it's definitely worth something keeping our eyes on and also while we're on the F1 Academy for anyone that listened to last week's episode you would have heard us talking about Chloe Grant we teased that I'd be speaking to her this week it is coming guys we have got an interview with her coming she's just got a very hectic schedule of testing and racing so definitely keep your questions coming in and anything that you want to ask Chloe about how her season's gone so far keep your eyes peeled for Chloe So Gemma, last time you were on the podcast, on the F1 phone-in, you told us you were going to read Surviving to Drive, which is a book uh, written by Has Team Principal Gunter Steiner. I don't really remember why you promised that, but you did. (laughs) So the most important question here is, have you followed through with it? I have read the book, cover to cover, Betty. You've read it, wall to wall, you've gone through it. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Loved it,
2: honestly. It didn't disappoint at all. The way it's written as well is exactly how you'd imagine him Speaking it. And I think it's actually available as an audio book as well. So I might have to go back and listen just to hear his door smashes. But no, it was great.
1: Absolutely loved it. What are the highlights from it? Because I know that he's never actually watched Drive to Survive, has he? So he's basically writing this book and capitalizing off uh, his success from Drive to Survive, but he won't actually watch it. Yeah,
2: no, he, he won't. He's, he kind of goes into that at points during the book as well. But um, honestly, one of my favorite things about it is. I think it's underestimated in some cases, definitely by me, in regards to just how hard it is to actually get the car around the track in one piece. And that's before even thinking about a podium or or points and just the amount of things that he's talking about wind, gusts of wind, like blowing their chances of points one day. And it's just kind of a real in-depth story of their year last year and the highs and the lows and just how much needs to be right for them to get round in one piece and then hopefully score points too.
1: So it was really interesting to kind of see his perspective on all of that. I think it's mad. He basically sort of reveals, doesn't he, that Mick Schumacher's crashes when he was racing for Haas cost over $2 million in 2022. So they spent over $2 million on Mick Schumacher's crashes which is just an extraordinary amount of money. I think you'd just sit there, if you were the team principal, you'd just sit there and just be like, where do I even go from here? I
2: know. And the thing is, as well with that, again, I I didn't appreciate it fully, but he has to just magic that out of somewhere. You know, like, that's not necessarily been in his full budget plan for the year. As well as that, there's obviously £10 million, or there was last year, between 8th and ninth. So even a battle between 8th and ninth is a strong one that needs to be done in order for them to survive,
1: essentially, and that's what it comes down to. But yeah, a really interesting read. Great, Gemma, I'm really glad that we got you to read a book you've been able to report back for us. Thank you so much. But look, you know so much about Gunter, clearly because you've read uh, his wonderful words. But we're going to get to know even more about him on The Fast and the Curious, because I think this is a very good time to make our first official Silverstone announcement. This is the first of quite a few things that we've got to tell you about what we're doing over the weekend. Gemma, you being here feels like it's a very perfect time to do it with, you know, Greg watching Harry Styles and Christian being on holiday. I'm just going to Take the reins of this. So the Fast and the Curious will be in conversation with Gunter himself on the main stage at Silverstone this year. And it gets even better because we're going to talk to him on race day. So the Sunday of the British Grand Prix, me, Greg and Christian will be in conversation with the Haas boss himself as he gets kind of in the zone for the race. I think this is the most excited I've been for any person that we've got on. Apart from you, Gemma, obviously.
2: That's amazing. I think you're going to have the best time chatting to him ever. You might actually have a hard time (laughs) in getting him to stop talking, to be honest, judging by his (laughs) book.
1: Yeah, maybe. And possibly a few swear words in there too, but that's absolutely fine. Um, So if, if you're listening to this and you're going to be at Silverstone, you can obviously come and watch it as it all happens, just on the main stage. You won't be able to miss us. But of course, everything that we do we will be putting on the podcast feed so you can listen to everything. So if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe. Do it now so you don't miss anything uh, that we get up to because we've got so much in the diary. Can you guys ask him a question? Yeah, go on. What do you want us to ask
2: him? So he does mention it in his book and I do believe Hassel are doing bits and bobs in regards to women in motorsport and the lack of diversity. But it'd be good to know what, does the world of what's sp- mo- <laughs> sport what water does sport. the world of motorsport <laughs> need to do to make the sport accessible across the board and is there anything specific that they've implemented at has to make it happen
1: interesting okay yeah we're definitely going to put that to him um, and if anyone else is listening and wants us to ask him any questions on socials we're at fast curious pod and we're also on what's our email (laughs) Gemma I can't remember the bloody email what is it (laughs) fastandcurious at acast.com I love how you know that and I don't there we go (laughs) I think you've proved that you are a brilliant co-host thank you so much for joining us today if Christian and Greg can't be bothered to be on the podcast then you can come anytime I'd love to thanks so much for having me it's been so fun Okay, one person left to chat to in this episode of The Fast and the Curious, and it's Anne, who is in Vancouver. Anne, welcome on the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing?
3: Good, thank you. It's raining here, so it's not as sunny as it is back home, but...
1: And I'll be honest, it is blue skies, scorching sunshine. I'm sat in my garden again because I feel like I'm doing this every single bloody episode (laughs) now. Um, I don't want to make you jealous, but you are missing out on some ridiculous weather.
3: I'm very jealous, very jealous. Talk to us about
1: why you're in Canada then, just quickly.
3: Uh, So I moved over in COVID. I was like, well, let's try living in a different country. So I moved over to Canada at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and um, I've been living here since... January, February time has been glorious weather. Uh, until this week when everyone at home has nice weather and we're in the <laughs> rain.
1: So. <laughs> so are you planning to go to the Grand Prix this weekend?
3: Yes, I am flying out on Thursday and I am very excited. I have a friend who is flying out from Amsterdam and meeting me there. We did the Monza Grand Prix last year. <gasps> and then because I was in Canada, I was like, well, why not go? I hadn't you... processed how far it is away at that <laughs> point. But yes, we are flying seven hours across the country to go. So, yeah.
1: Oh my God, you're going seven hours. Jesus Christ. I hope it's worth it for you, Anne.
3: (laughs) I hope so too. I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Um, So is this
1: going to be... This isn't your first live Grand Prix. This will be your second grand prix that you've been to
3: yeah so we did monza last year for the first time and it was amazing but i feel like this is going to be a very different experience that time it was a lot of sun cream so i feel like this is going to be a very different experience and we have got ponchos at the ready umbrellas we have our union jack umbrella hats so we're ready to go do
1: you oh i love yeah. that that's amazing <laughs> is everyone big out there do, do people really rave about it do they talk about it a lot
3: i think um not as much as back home for sure but like And I think it's the same as at home. When you mention it and you kind of try and work out if someone is a fan or if they're not. So there's like definitely more fans than I was expecting. But it's not as much of like, I think I grew up with like people talking about F1 around. Like it's definitely not that. It's more of like people have got into it from drive to survive. And like there's definitely some people, like I've got a few friends here who like went to the races. Like when they were like three or four years old. But for the most part it's like becoming a new thing. Um, And it is interesting because people expect you to know everything about it because you're from Europe. They're like, oh, and tell me this, tell me that. I'm like, I've only been watching it for like three years. I don't know the answers to all of that. But yeah, it's definitely bigger than I was expecting. So um Get yeah, a lot of fans a lot of fans out here tell
1: all those fans that want to know more to listen to the fast and the curious please Anne. we need to <laughs> yeah. we're going global over here yeah. so what's your plan then how's it going to work have you got like a, a schedule for your weekend <laughs>
3: yeah. the friend that i'm going with are both very organized mm-hmm. so uh we have a schedule we're not necessarily sure we're going to keep it because it never goes to plan but um yeah we both plan on thursday and then We're just going to spend as much time at the track as we can. There's a lot of fan zone stuff. So we're looking forward to it. But yeah, just spend as much time there as we can. Apparently Montreal has the best bagels in the world. So we'll get some bagels.
1: Oh, does it? I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, apparently so. I had no idea. But yeah, that's what I've been told. I've been given a list of about five places to try.
1: Oh, you're going to have to report back. <laughs> also, like when we when we last spoke to, um, when we got Max Verstappen on the podcast, it might have been before we started recording, but he was saying how much he likes coffee. And I'm pretty sure there's quite good coffee okay. there. Am I right in
3: thinking that? Well, yeah, the friend I'm going with is a coffee snob. So we'll see. We'll see what she says about the coffee.
1: And the other thing that I need you to, to keep an eye out for is Gary the groundhog. Have you heard about Gary?
3: I feel like I've seen a lot of clips over the last couple of years of groundhogs. So we're prepared for the wildlife.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just feel like Gary the groundhog that is always there really needs to be careful. And like you're going to have to keep an eye out for him and look after him because he's really like <laughs> yeah. he's pushing his luck massively. Yeah.
3: He's got no regard for his life, really, just running out there. But they, they work around him, and I kind of respect that, because who else is an F1 driver going to drive around except a groundhog? So good for him.
1: <laughs> a groundhog's – this might be a really stupid question – but a groundhog's, like, really big – over there, then? Like,
3: it's well, thing You know what? People talk about them a lot, but I've never seen one. But the wildlife is a lot more here. So I can understand that there's more groundhogs around. I have seen, you know, you just see like, I don't know, you'll see a lot of things just like crossing the street. I just saw like a beaver walking across the street the other day. You know, like, oh it's just very, God. everyone's just very casual about it. So I'd imagine that the Canadians at the Grand Prix will just be like, sure. A groundhog,
1: whereas the rest of us will be like, whoa. Yeah, everyone else is going to be like, oh my God, poor Gary. Whereas all the Canadians are just like, this is just an everyday event for us, really. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: I'm always dodging groundhogs on my way to work. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, absolutely. Me and Max Verstappen, it's the same thing.
1: (laughs) You're just as good as Max Verstappen, honestly. (laughs) We've managed to cover wildlife, food, weather Um probably should talk about the racing who do you want to win or who do you think's gonna win
3: oh that's like a very different question I want Charles to win I really want him to win <laughs> I feel like he's having a rough time yeah so I feel like Max is gonna win but I would like it mm. to be more fun and have like someone rogue up there I don't know who the rogue person would be maybe like Logan Sargent why not why not have him
1: win? <laughs> Friend of the show. That would be amazing if Logan Sargent pulled it out of the bag.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. You've been brilliant. And have, a mo- have the most amazing time. Thank
3: you. Thank you very much. And we'll try not to make you too jealous with our rain i'm sure it's supposed to rain for the weekend it always is so you enjoy the sunshine whilst we're sitting in a poncho watching it
1: we'll enjoy the sunshine we'll have our barbecues out whilst we're watching it in the evening and you'll be there poncho full on umbrella soaking wet (laughs) it's fine we'll be thinking of you Anne.
3: yeah absolutely (laughs) thank you thank
1: you for your thoughts
3: thank you so much bye thank you bye
1: Okay, so we've spoken to Anne. I feel like I have um, royally messed up, guys, because I forgot to call her Anida or Can. And I think she would have really taken that quite well. So um, I apologise to Greg and everybody listening, but there goes Can, off into the Canadian distance. What a lovely woman. I hope she has a great time at the Grand Prix. I sounded like Christian then, saying what a lovely woman. That is such a Christian thing to say. But thank you so much to Gemma and Anne and also Greg a little bit. I guess he kind of showed his face Um, but we'll be back with Greg and Christian the two part-timers on the other side of the Canadian Grand Prix enjoy it guys get in touch with us any questions that you have do let us know and throw them towards Christian but until then goodbye